For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listening to Cougar Sports with Ben Crittle, and it's time for Crutin' the Cougars, an inside look at the latest news on the recruiting trail surrounding Cougar athletics. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ed Criddle, broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com studio. Stop living with ED. Live without it today at Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com. Shout out to the G-man, Brendan C. Gurney, for filling in quite nicely. Uh, as I got some... Um, some chores done, man. Got to get a lot of things done. Ortho pros of Utah. Estate planning, all the things. Uh, keeping your house in order. It's a good thing. Do we have our houses in order? I hate chaos. How about you, Double D? And thank you for being here today, by the way. Chaos. Chaos versus order. How do you feel about it? Hot take today. I, I don't know whether I can control the chaos is the problem. I'd like to be able to. The more orderly you are... The better standard operating procedures that are in place in your life, within your estate, the less chaos, I've always found. The more order, the more the spirit can reside as well, if I may pontificate from my pulpit of truth. To be to be fair though, Ben, you have one child right now. Well no, I'm not if you have if you have more no. the chaos becomes oh, yeah. are you trying to no, figure no, stuff no. out and it's I'm not I'm not saying I have No, I know, but I'm the just best saying. order or that like I have complete order in my life, by any means. There but, were times when I thought I had control of the chaos, and no, the no. kids created some more. So. No, kids create <laughs> chaos. So we're going to welcome in someone that has multiplied and replenished the earth and uh, knows all manner of recruiting insight and knowledge. It's going to be brought to you by our good friends at Ruby's Inn, rubiesin.com. Go to rubiesin.com forward slash 960 and get 20% off your stay at Bryce Canyon National Park, the wonder of the West. The bye week's coming up. Yes. I mean, just in time, right before Utah Tech, right when you need it most. Before, I mean, Utah Tech's going to be coming out. Like this week, they're playing SUU, their rivalry game. So, you know, they're going to, we're going to be able to take advantage of that. It's huge. Uh, let's welcome in Dusty Lidster, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, KSLSports.com, KSL Sports Rewind. What's up, Dusty? How you living, man? Well, I'm living good. You know, Darnell, it's so funny to listen to guys that have one child. I didn't say anything about children. I just <laughs> said, I said chaos and order. I said chaos, and all I said was a, comment on chaos. You sounded like you had all the answers, Ben. I did not. I do not have the answers. He's a great parent. Malachi listens. Malachi sleeps great at night. Malachi doesn't <laughs> fight. He goes and cuddles with dad. <laughs> got it all figured out. <laughs> I know nothing. That's why it took me 38 years to get married. And, uh, uh, you know, it took me about a year to have a child, right? Because I had to make sure I yeah. tried to get as many things in line and orderly as possible. I, 
Anyway, it all works out. Dusty, <laughs> how the heck are you, man? Give us updates. Well, I'm great, man. Uh, we're at the throw of things. I'm so glad it's snowing today because it means it's snowing on Friday. I tweeted out this morning, and I meant it. I don't tweet a whole lot, but I have any something I'm excited about, I tweet about it. So I'm so pumped that it's snowing today because it means Friday will be nice and clear. Yeah, freezing, yeah. Plus, those games are earlier. Speaking too. of tweeting, do you think Elon Musk improves uh, or, uh, I guess, uh, you know, ruins Twitter? I don't know if it's that that big of a like. A, All I know a, is I've already dichotomy. created my echo chamber, so I haven't noticed a big difference. I created my echo chamber yeah. years ago, so you know who knows. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Get worse. I mean, it's not going to get worse. Yeah, right. I, I don't know if I'm going to throw my eight dollars in to get my. Uh, to get so my will you pay? Will you will you pay eight dollars in order to be? See, I think they should do it as a subscription model, anyways. You know, if you want the news Ooh. via Twitter, you could just you, you can sign up for different levels. That's what I think. You yeah. can do one dollar or whatever. The way the true test if he's improving it or not, and anyone will do this. Go tweet out. I'm looking for a graphic designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See how yeah, many yeah, responses yeah. you get. Yes, yes. Because that's when you know it'll get better. Because all the boss, <laughs> I made that mistake a year ago, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm still getting messages. So um, <laughs> that, that's when you know if it's getting better or not. <laughs> all right, Dusty, let's transition over to Utah Preps football. Uh, break down the yeah. playoffs thus far and uh, uh, kind of your your uh, favorites to win the state titles. You know, I tell you what, last week was an absolute blast. And I think. By and large, everything held true for the most part. I think all the contenders we thought would be there are still there. The one game I think that we expect to have happened that's not is the game that Jeff Hansen and I are going to. Um, I think we all kind of expected to be Stansbury versus Brighton for the right to go to Rice Eagle Stadium and Olympus. Then they come on and they, they knock them off. But um, my state champions, I think where you have in favor, are still alive. Corner Canyon, uh, Sky Ridge and 6A are still alive. And then on 5A, we still have the collision course of Tiffany and Lehigh Part 2. Um, everything that way held serve. And I think we're about to find out how good that Stansbury team is. It's got uh, Matiaki Hilu, who is a Utah commit on there. Uh, Easton Baker, who's possibly the best junior in the state. Football player, junior in the state, not a quarterback. Um, we're going to get a chance to see him this weekend, too. So everything's got to hold him pat, and, and this week's going to be a blast. I like it. Uh, give us some recruiting news as it pertains to BYU recruits. Um are things looking up or are things looking down for the BYU prospects, uh, local prospects in particular that BYU is targeting? Well, unless you get some different news that I've got, and I probably should have done a little more research on it, I'm not going to lie to you, is I, I worry more. It's more about the field, right, than it is anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you have anything crazy coming into BYU. Um, I, I think last time we spoke, Ben, we were talking just before the Notre Dame game, and I said, look, this is the biggest two-week stretch for BYU as far as recruiting goes to make a big wave. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing you have now is, can you show you can write the ship well enough to keep the guys you got in-house, in-house, and to get some of these guys that are just on the fringes to come in. And um, and I, so I don't have a, a bunch of knowledge as far as things changing, as far as Spencer Fano or anyone else that could be jumping in. The question I have for BYU football at the end of the season, or where it finishes, who is the Zach Wilson of this recruiting class. Because after 2017, it was so bleak. And Zach was the diamond in the rough that BYU stole from Boise State after a big transition. So who comes that guy that can help right the ship going into the Big 12 as far as your recruiting class goes? 
Um, outside of in-state guys changing, you're still looking at Smith Stoughton. Don't know where that's going to go. Uh, we mentioned Spencer Fano. He got a great chance because his brother's already in house. What does that do? And then in, from there, it's really looking at uh, really the portal and where BYU will hit to try to find some local guys. Right, if Burton's going to stay in house, I don't think that's going anywhere. Does BYU make a late charge and try to go get on Jackson Brousseau? That, that's really where it's going to be interesting uh, going down the last few weeks of the high school football season heading into the December signing period. Yeah, I mean, so let me ask you this. Should BYU take two quarterbacks this class? And one one's an RM, right? One's going to be a missionary mm-hmm. first guy, and then one would be a, a a play first guy. Ryder Burton is a play first guy. So could you take two quarterbacks if you like two quarterbacks in this class? Um, or do you feel like it's better to take maybe a guy – uh, that can play immediately um, and go transfer portal, or I know these are a lot of ors, or take the right. RM, the R, the the potential RM who's going to go mission first and take a transfer portal guy because maybe you trust what you have in stock. Give me your thoughts on that, and right. and I'm kind of piggybacking off what you had to say about Jackson Brousseau because I love Jackson Brousseau. I think he's a different yeah. style of quarterback that BYU has not traditionally had tell me the last time BYU had a six foot six 215 pound quarterback Matt Berry uh yeah never Ben Olsen Ben Olsen yeah Ben Olsen or Brendan Gaskins yeah I mean that's what I'm saying like yeah. you, you don't see it a whole lot the greatest quarterbacks yeah. all time of the last 40 30 years have been six foot six one six two right, right. that's that's yeah. where they're at so well so here's what I do and I don't like doing this because I can't I'm not a big fan of this, of this particular football team or college football team, but Ohio State, they have got the best quarterback situation going back the last, what, since 2016, right? And what, is, what does Ryan Day do, and even the coach before him? What do they do? They go get every single quarterback that they, that they can, right? Yeah. At one time, you've got you had Barrett, Burrow, Haskins. I mean, you name them. They're all in the same room. And so when you look at, or even Alabama for that matter, you look at the same thing. So if I'm BYU, I'm looking, hey, who's the best quarterback? And we're going to go get three of them. Try to get three of them. If that's a missionary first guy, if that's a play first guy, and if that's a transfer portal guy. I'm going to offer every one of them, see if we can get them in-house, and then let them weed themselves out. That's what the transfer yeah. portal is allowing these guys now, is to see that. Yeah. So if, I, if I'm BYU, I'm ultra-aggressive. I, I always think back on, uh, I remember Brandon Doman sharing years ago that when he came in as the office coordinator and recruiting coordinator, that Lance Reynolds told him, if you keep us stocked at quarterback, we will all have jobs for a long time. <laughs> and that is, and I think about that a lot, right? Is if you uh, keep us stocked at quarterback, we'll all have jobs for a long time. Good to see and someone who doesn't buckle under the, the pressure. Hmm? <laughs> you know right. what I mean? That's a lot of pressure, man. That's a, that's a, that's a yeah. burdensome load on the shoulders of Brandon Doman. Holy cow. Yeah, and I, I, sort of it. So I just think of that all the time. You have to stay stocked. Instead of worrying about, well, this guy could transfer, now that's just a normal, commonplace thing, right? And so, it's, hey, let's get guys in. We're going to let them compete. We're going to take the ones that are going to land, and the ones that are going to transfer are going to transfer. And if you get lucky, maybe you've got, you know, a Max Duncan or the, the kid down at TC right now that sticks it out after something goes bad. It takes a job back, or, you know, I guess people use history, Riley Nelson, that just sticks around and, and is there. So that's what you're hoping to have. That's more of the approach, if I'm the OU, I'm taking if it's, hey, you don't, you only take Ryder Burton, you only take Jackson Rousseau. I yeah. don't think that's the James Lark, Riley Nelson conversation, right? Where Riley's like, if he goes there, I'm not going there. And then he ends up happening anyway. So yeah. if I'm doing I'm offering both of them, get him in house, 
and then also take a transfer portal guy and see what happens with Conover and, and let the chips fall where they may through a quarterback competition. Yeah, I, I like I, Look, if I had a my, I go back and forth with like the right quarterback to take in this class. And I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not completely sold on Ryder Burton yet. I've had a lot, I have like 50 50. I have guys that are all in on Ryder Burton that believe in him, his moxie, his confidence, his ability, physical uh, ability and athleticism, his, uh, his mechanics, like all the things, like these foundational elements of a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I chatted with a few individuals that were unbiased that hadn't even watched his film yet that I people I trust. I talked to people in the college football industry and college football coaching mm-hmm. industry. They hadn't heard of Ryder. Which you know, I guess you could you can I guess take that for what it's worth. But I said, hey, watch his film. And these were quarterback guys. Okay. And they all said, I like him. They all said I liked him. Like from his film. Just right. his mechanics, his throws and things of that nature. But then you look at the stats, you look at maybe, you know, some of the you know, the, the really piss-poor games in which he competed in, and you're like, man, like, you know, less than 50% completion rate. Like, uh, you got to be better than that. And they're running the football all the time and not giving him even mm-hmm. a chance to win the game late in the game. You know what I mean? Like, things like that. I'm like, okay, I got to yeah. look at that and be objective in my analysis. I'm not trying to dog on the young man. I'm just saying, is this the right pickup going into the Big 12? And maybe he is. But then I look at Jackson Brousseau, and I'm like, this dude's a winner. He's big. He's strong. He's working his tail off. He also works with 3DQB and uh, has kind of this mentality and moxie of, like, I'm going to be great. Um, But I I know that Aaron Roderick also likes the dual-threat quarterback, so that's maybe a knock on Jackson. But, you know, you can – What's that? I don't. I think it's a discount of the good athletes that Jackson Brousseau is. I mean, I think yeah. he can run more than people would think, right? I I agree. I, I think he's more athletic than people give him credit for, no doubt. Um, but I still feel like the quarterback situation is is imperative moving forward, especially as we're talking Big Twelve. But we have a good quarterback this year, and uh, it has helped us win some football games. Uh, but I, I'd say out of all the years that you have an NFL quarterback. This is probably one of the more disappointing years of having an NFL quarterback that is seasoned and tenured is essentially a senior. Typically, Darnell, correct me if I'm wrong, Dusty, you're a fan of, of Cougar sports and the archives of, uh, of the win-loss records of, of, of NFL quarterbacks that end up getting drafted. They typically are in that 9-10 to 10 win, range, win range, right? Every, every single time when they're seniors. And I would, I would say that Jaron's a senior. So how do you, how do you chalk that up? How do you justify that this year? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how you do it, man. And, and I think, and I, maybe I missed a piece of that at the end, but it got a little choppy on my end. But um, so I want to make sure I understand. Sorry, the very end, he kind of chopped up on me. Hold on. <laughs> he he wants a clarification, Ben. So clarification is this, okay? Sorry, I had to step out just for a second because we're burning oh, up you're good. here. Sorry, it, it just I want clarification. So, up in my ears. typically, what happens is this: when you have a senior quarterback that ends up being drafted, it correlates to a nine to ten or eleven win season. That's historical. That's the last fifty years since yeah. nineteen seventy-two. This year, we're not even close to it. How do you justify that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know how you justify. It. I think it's a complete meltdown within 
But, okay, I always go back to 2017 because that was a watershed moment, the first watershed moment in the Kwanzaa era, right? And that was a complete fault. The offense had just kind of gone in disarray. You bring in Jeff Grimes and it kind of goes back up, and now you're seeing it kind of swing over to the defense side and you got to fix it. And when one side of the ball just doesn't hold up the bargain on for the other, it, it does put it in there. And so when you look at Jaron Hall, I mean, how many how many injuries are there? Good grief. And, it's not, and the crazy thing is not even in the front. The offensive line has been relatively healthy where it hadn't been in the years past. Uh, yeah, running backs have always been down. you got wide receivers who have been in and out of the lineup all year long. Yeah, and yeah. how much has that really helped Jaron Hall? And then when you look at for even Aaron Rodgers, they were put a game plan together. You could tell it, an Arkansas game was, hey, we're throwing the football because we think we can attack the, the, the pass game. And it has success. Jaron finally throws for 300 yards. Isn't that crazy? Here's a guy you mm-hmm. thought, you know, here's a, we believe a pro quarterback, his first 300-yard game. And then you go into last week, it was like, hey, we're going to help the defense out. going to have longer possessions, and here we go. And then in crunch time, just couldn't make the plays down the stretch. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those interesting things that when you look at it, the momentum heading into the next year is almost because of Jaron's situation. Age is the only reason he leaves. Would you, would you agree with that? Because he's not a senior. Yeah. So age is I the mean, only reason he leaves. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he wants to go. I mean, this is... But he this, wants to go, but it's also like, hey, what, what is the future? So if it's, hey, I'm ready to move on to the next phase of my life, got it, right? Totally got uh, it. But, unless uh, his but draft it, it, it grade, unless his graph, draft grade comes back and it's not anywhere where he wants it to be, um, and you have an NIL deal coupled with that to retain the talents of one Jaron Hall, he ain't coming back. And I'm I do not know. Come back. Just, just to make sure you understand that. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. he's coming back. That's sure. what I'm saying. It just sucks. He's like, hey, he wants a redo on this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Jerry Hall. I was like, man, him and Puka. Man, can I hit? Can I hit reset before this game ends? I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go quit game. Don't save and start over. Right? I think they would all take it the way that the season's gone, and it's just unfortunate. So uh, I'm going to pivot here. I, I know we've been talking recruiting. I know we've been discussing, yeah. um, you know, quarterback reloading, etc. Um, by the way, just to comment on the recruiting situation, I'm not optimistic that BYU gets Spencer Fano, nor am I optimistic that they get Smith Snowden right now. Right. Just not optimistic at all. Um, but I, I think there's still hope for Smith Snowden. I, I've kind of let the ship sail for Spencer, um, and I've been told okay. that it's probably most likely not going to happen. I mean, Spencer ha- doesn't even have BYU in his Final Four. That tells you enough. Right. I mean, it's late. I mean, he's going to yep. he's going to decide in a month. So unless a miracle happens, unless you know some sort of you know magic happens, uh, I, I, that's how I foresee it. Now, yep. pivoting, transferring over to something a much more positive. Uh, we heard the news about the Big Twelve TV grant of rights media deal. Awesome, right? Thirty one point seven million yep. per school, and up to fifty million with uh, all of the other ancillary uh, revenue streams that come in NCAA tournament, etc. Now, Pete Thamel came out this morning, or just about an hour ago, excuse me, and said that Gonzaga AD Chris Standifer met with Big Twelve Commissioner Brett Yormark in person in Texas last week about Gonzaga potentially joining the Big Twelve. This is part of a uh, of broader discussions that have unfolded in recent weeks between the Big Twelve and Gonzaga. Wow, like what type of yeah. value add is this for the Big Twelve as it pertains to basketball? Well, it's huge because it's just another great basketball program you throw into the mix of what will be and is. I mean, let's be honest, the best basketball conference in America. Right, I mean, ACC's held that title. Well, Big East and then ACC, 
And right now, it would go Big 12 as far as top to bottom East. And not only that, unlike football, you would say, hey, the very top of it, you've got the reigning national champion in Kansas. You have the one from the year before in Baylor. He's throwing Gonzaga, who is a consistent one through three seed year in and year out. And that now this isn't the early 2000s. So 20 years ago, Gonzaga was the great mid-major power. And now they're considered one of the elite powers, a blue-chip program in all of college basketball. So you add them to the Big 12 mix. I mean that's that's a total it's a totally different situation um, for the Big Twelve and now mm-hmm. what does it add as far as TV revenue? That that's a totally different thing. I guess you're bringing in the Seattle market if they can claim that out of Spokane uh, would be very interesting to see where it goes. But as far as you being able to, for BYU to be able to just go in somewhere and say, hey, you're really playing the best basketball conference, which one they can currently say, two they now could go with even higher. Hey, and not only that, yeah. Gonzaga's coming in, so you can go play at Gonzaga. You're going to play at Baylor, you're playing at Kansas, you're playing at Texas Tech, right? You're playing in West Virginia against Bob Huggins. All the places we're going, you want to come be a part of this. That's an amazing, it'd be a a terrific basketball ad for BYU. Well, for the Big 12, that's for BYU. Uh, Who else is additive in nature? Yeah, even basketball. Who's additive in nature right now as it pertains to hoop and or football on the West or even East Coast. I've heard people talk about Creighton. Um, I've been very high on San Diego State. Uh, I believe that there is a market there. I, I still think it's untapped. I think San Diego State, um, I, I think they, they came out pretty strong at their new stadium. They want something to cheer for. They they have a, a solid alumni base. It's a good TV market. I think there's something there. I love their basketball program, and I think their football program having a down year is, is what it is. But traditionally, they've been pretty strong. Um, and you want to recruit in San Diego. I mean, you've seen it with uh, Coach Kalani Sataka. They've they've definitely tapped into the not only SoCal market but the San Diego market as well. Give me your thoughts on on who you would add uh, if you were Brett Yormark. Yeah, San Diego State's a tough one because of the history of BYU and San Diego State. So it's hard for me to say. Yeah, I need, I need you need State. rivals, man. You need rivals. We got rivals. We don't need rivals. They got them. You've got Baylor. You got TCU. I mean, those are two great rivals. You're going to grab some others along the way, right? So I'm looking at it it's like, I love San Diego. Don't get me wrong. And uh, Justin Enna, I love that guy. And I know he's on the coaching staff right now at San Diego State. So as far as that goes, okay, San Diego State, and then Luyama by a local kid. So cool. Like, can San Diego State be a fun ad? I still very much go into Arizona's, right? Arizona, Arizona State. I know football hasn't been great, but it gets you into Phoenix. He's done a great job in that spot, too. I mean, I, as far as value, I mean, it's really tough, man. When you look at – go look at the coast right now. And go look at, if you're out, out of the, unless you go to the Southeast, go show the actual frenzied nature of athletics along the, the West Coast. Who shows up outside of Oregon? It's not great. Mm-hmm. It's not great. And so when you go want to go add that stuff, it's, yeah, you want to go recruit there. Um, as far as bringing passionate stuff, and I'm the Big Ten, I'm looking at UCLA. I know we're bringing you in because we the LA market, but when you came in because we came with, with USC, it's a tough sell to me, man. It really is. And so more of it, when you look at what the, the Big 12 just garnered as far as their TV deal rights, it came down to these fan bases still give it a rip. Make sure I keep clean language on your ESPN 60 airwaves. Oh, yeah. Um, they still give a rip. They still show up in droves. Their eyeballs are on the TV. And we can get in new markets. We're not in new markets. But now here's, a, here's a group of teams and schools that fan bases that actually put rear ends in seats and put eyeballs on the television and will go stream. You look at the West Coast, it's not exactly, again, outside of Oregon and now USC because of what Lincoln Riley's doing. It's not, it doesn't pull, right? It's a really tough situation. And so I look at Arizona, or I look at San Diego State and Utah, 
You know, it's like, oh, yeah, at Utah, at BYU, fine. It's the same market. And it'd be fun at BYU to now walk in every single year for this state. It'd be in the Super Bowl every year back. That'd be awesome. But it, man, I've been, I, and I get your point of sending a state, but then it is a tough, tough sell as far as passion right now. It, the West Coast is really difficult to say that these people care about sports. What's, help, what's the uh, most conservative, what's the most conservative county or one of the most conservative counties in the state of California? No, you're right. And I was going to point that out without saying it politically. So it is San Diego, right? They're the ones that did not lock down their beaches yes. years ago. Yes. <laughs> it's the most good. I mean, it's it's Balboa Island, Newport. It's yeah. it's San Diego. That's that's where a lot of conservatives are. And, and I wouldn't say, like, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I, don't, I do think that there is a correlation to, to a degree. I don't have any data points. To, to, to justify this, but it does feel like, you know, conservatives, I don't, I, I don't even want to say it. it. Do conservatives like sports more than <laughs> than liberals? Am I wrong yeah, in that assessment? No, I don't think I don't think you're wrong at all. Go look, go look at the Southeast. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly, that's, and it's, outside, it's Bible Belt, right? That's where the most passionate college fans are, at least, and probably just football ago, fans. Football. Yeah. Keep he going. Said, Over our dead body, we're playing. Don't care. Yeah, yeah. We're going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You do all. You can cite myocarditis all you want, but we're playing ball. Yeah. <laughs> Darnell doesn't even want to delve into this because he doesn't want to get canceled. He's like, oh shoot. Yeah. I'm not worried. I've about had it. a long, illustrious a career. Long, illustrious career. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take the bait, Criddle. I'm not gonna get canceled yeah. like you. Hey, not gonna do it. We're staying purple. We're staying purple. Really is. It's a purple I'm, like, I'm like little McAvoy on uh, news the yeah, news yeah. program. I'm just I'm just neutral. <laughs> you're, yeah. You worship. Well, you, you're like what, hold on real quick. You're like uh, you take the advice of one Dewey Gray, Pastor Grace is don't worship the donkey or the elephant. Worship the lamb. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I like. That. Hey, all I know is I'm just mad as hell, and I want and I want to tell the world about it. As far as some mm-hmm. of this stuff goes, like the sports are sports. And yeah, yeah. Let sports be sports, and and, and that's where the value of that's got to come back with the big clothes looking at it. Is just who, what places are actually putting eyeballs on TVs, and who's putting rear ends in seats? Because mm. when when it comes down to it, I, I just love for that to be the actual reason why places are getting added. It's not Rutgers mercy, you know, um, and, and some of these other places, UCLA and the Rose Bowl puts five thousand people in the stands. Man, that's just that's just so disheartening. It really is. That's that's the part you look at sports like. They're just really saying we got a market. Do you really? Do you really yeah. have a market? And it's honestly mm-hmm. where where the chicks, chickens come home to roost on all these rights plans. Here's yeah. the deal for the Big Ten rights. You want to get relegated? They're going to relegate teams to stream. So everyone keeps pounding streaming, streaming, streaming. If you want to relegate teams to make them irrelevant, go throw them on streaming. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because it's not – you have to decide to go on to that stream. It's not going to get a guide where you end up hitting it. Well, I wonder what's going on there. That's not what happens. And that's where these schools, when you heard the streaming rights come, these third-tier rights, that's what you get worried about. Because if they want to relegate you, it's not putting you on ESPNU because you're part of a guide. You're going to get picked. You're going to get, someone's going to go on to that game. They throw you on a streaming-only platform. You're not grabbing more eyeballs. I, I hate to break it to all the people that think that Apple TV and everything else is going to be amazing. Until it becomes a guide that becomes a generalized area, that's why platform TV is still great and why it still runs the, the whole thing and advertising dollars and everything else. You will you'll be relegated there, and that's where the Big Twelve has to be smart about who they're picking up. So let me ask you this: Are you the guy that would like to go back in time and and uh, bring back the collective linear cable packages and 
Yeah, I mean, you can add to those cable packages, right? Or do you like the opportunity to shop a la carte with your streaming services and the content that you like to consume? Where are you at in that? Well, see, I'm in a mixed bag, right? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you right now, in my house, like, I have I have YouTube TV mainly because it gives me a guide that has all the games on it. I got yeah, yeah, yeah. access, mm-hmm. right? But I still have a little streaming pieces that I use for here and there. And I'm a streaming guy. That's where I live, right? So all my games go to streaming. However, we found a place, uh, kslsports.com, we send out a guide every week. So you don't have to just go one decision. I've got a spot for you where you can go look at every game we've got available and you can click on it because that's what our habits are. That's where we've all been treated. That's where marketing and advertising, right? That's what we actually, that's what they do. And so we want you on a spot where you can go into one place and find everything. If you've got multiple places where, hey, all of our games are being all these spots, wait, where's one place where I can find them all? Oh, yeah, it doesn't exist. Dude, that, I think that really hurts. If you're going to be on Amazon Prime, on Peacock, and you're on all these different things, it's all it's now all and not cohesive in the one place, and it makes it, it, makes it difficult. I, yeah. Um, you're going to have your people who want to watch it because that's what they do, and your diehards will always be diehards. Fans is short for fanatics, and fanatics will always show up. But if you want the fringes and people who want it, you want to expose people to your brand of whatever sports, whatever it is, you lose that opportunity when it becomes very segmented and it becomes sniperish instead of a shotgun method. Um, is more my my belief of that. Dusty Litster, ladies and gentlemen, Dusty, appreciate you hopping on today. Uh, appreciate the insight. Appreciate the commentary. As always, yeah. our blessing, our pre- pleasure having you on our show. Hey man, it's always my pleasure. And I know we didn't go where we thought we were gonna go, but. Uh, hopefully uh, you'll be able to call me next week. I can come back on, and I'm not going to get you guys. Hey, I, we still have a few so, more minutes. I mean, if you want to pontificate, you can opine <laughs> on anything. What's on your mind, man? Gird up thy loins, no, just, fresh courage take, and let's uh, let's no, debate something. No, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, we, I just wish we go back to September. If I can hit a re- restart button and go back to September, I would do it. Um, once, I don't want football season to end, but no. I, we're good, Ben. I don't need to get any more trouble. So are you more optimistic I, 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 about the end of BYU football season or more optimistic about BYU basketball season? Like, what's got you more excited? Um, I hate when football ends. I'm, I'm, I'm so passionately hoping that BYU football finishes the last four games strong, but with so many injury guys gone, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit looking forward to basketball because Dallin Hall's my guy. I'm so excited to finally get to openly cheer for a guy that I really enjoyed watching and I covered so much yeah. uh, during his high school days. So I'm super pumped about that. Um, but uh, I really hope BYU can get, get things turned around. I really do hope that you know, it's not the 2017 season. I, I always go back to that, but I really hope it's not. So I'm trying to hold out hope that uh, you'll win at the ugliest field in America at Boise State and that you take care of get you know, Utah Tech after the bye week, all kind of stuff, and go win to Stanford. They've got to win on the farm because it's going to be a home game up there. They don't put anybody in the seats either. So that's where I'm at, Ben. I, I just said I'm at a spot, and I love high school football, so I'm really sad to see it in. Who, who's the breakout player for this year's BYU basketball team? Is it Dallin Hall? Does he step in as a return think, missionary and just, uh, you know, as a backup point guard, insert himself in that 20, 25 minutes per game, and maybe he's alongside Rudy, maybe plays the two alongside Rudy Williams? I am so. I think it could be Dallin Hall. Here's why I think it, I think it could be Dallin Hall. Because I said this to you, and I talked about Dallin a couple months ago in one of my times that came on. Is I, I actually sent this to his mother, too. They like, hey, when Dallin gets home, he's got to call Tyler Hawes. And I text Tyler and said the same thing. You need to get Dallin Hall. And yeah. I loved during the blue and white game. Tyler Hawes said, man, and Dallin and I have been working together. And I threw my hands in the air. Like, here you go. This is the kid that wants to come back after his mission and show out. Because Tyler Hawes knows how to do it. So, yes, I think Dallin could be that guy. 
if you're going to get down to the end of the year and make, man, I'm so excited for this guy for the next few years, it's going to be down hall at the end of the season. Absolutely. All right, I like it. Hot take from Dusty Litster on the BYU basketball team. All right, Dusty, appreciate you. Great stuff as always, brother. Hey, appreciate you, man. Love you, man. I pelted him with Ali. I love you too. I love you more. That's what I say. I love you more. Love you more, Dusty. Better believe it. Pelted him with all manner of questions. Yes. All manner of preguntas. Como se dice en español. Um, yeah, like, I, we got the exhibition tonight, and I finished off with that because right now one of our polls that I put out, I, I think most a lot of BYU fans are so disgruntled with the football team right now and so disappointed that they're just hoping and praying that the basketball team that has little to no expectations in their heart, like they don't have expect, they don't have these high expectations for this team. They don't. They came into the offseason like, yeah, if they win 20 games, great, whatever. It's last year, the West Coast Conference. Hopefully, with the Big 12, we'll start recruiting better. You know, fingers crossed, things work out. And then they watched the blue-white scrimmage, and they're like, oh, oh I like some of the pieces to the puzzle. Hmm. We're going to watch the exhibition tonight. We're actually going to see the starting five and the rotational eight, as I call it. That's what you're going to see tonight. It's going to be fun. Going to get a little taste of the glory, see what it tastes like for basketball. And then maybe your expectations, that they shoot the ball like they're freaking supposed to, like a BYU basketball team is freaking supposed to shoot the ball because last year was atrocious. The one thing that, that BYU did extremely well in 2020, the COVID year, right? What was it? It was shooting the ball effectively, efficiently. They had three different scores that on any given night could add 20-plus. Tyler Haas, or excuse me, TJ Haas, the Ginger Mamba, the Ginger Ninja as I call him, just a baller. Still playing professional right now. Was great in the G League, by the way. Silky smooth, underrated, shut the F up. He's a baller, period. You had Jake Toulson, the prodigal son. He returned. Thank goodness. Glory, hallelujah. He was a bucket. That little step back from beyond the arc, dribbling left off that that high ball screen. Way beyond the arc. Woo! Range for days. Beautiful. And then Yoli. Who's your who's your daddy child's? And that's what he did to that University of Utah basketball player. Woo! Immortalized. He started hitting from the outside. It just changed everything. It changed so much. It we became three YU, baby. Like BYU fans. They love the deep ball and they love the three point shot. That's what they love. They love going deep. And they love the three-point. I don't know which one they love more. They they may have equal opportunity of love for both. But you got to be able to hit that. If you can hit, it's going to be magical. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's could, it could be fun. You know, I don't have high expectations, but if these guys can shoot it, man, anything is possible, Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. I think one of the thing, one of the byproducts of the transfer portal, and NIL for that matter, is going into a season, especially in basketball, your expectations are a little clouded because you don't know how that group is going to play together. Now, you, you see, like, for instance, with BYU, they brought in Rudy Williams and Jackson Robinson and Noah Waterman as guys who are established college basketball players. You bring them in, and so there might be some expectations with those guys, but how that crew works together is a little harder to come by. And if you, if you roll that over mm-hmm. to football, BYU had so many guys returning from last year when they won 10 games, expectations were high that they would improve and be better this year. Well, that hasn't happened. So... As I look at this BYU men's basketball team, I see three guys, Foose, Rudy Williams, Gideon George, who are starters every single game this year if they're healthy. Do they all have the ability on any given night to get 15-plus? Yes. I think so. The only guy to me right now that I know for a fact can show up and get 15 on any given night is probably Rudy Williams. Just off watching him in the first five minutes of that blue-white scrimmage. That's the only guy. That's the only guy that I think can really take over a game right now. Now, Foose can be good. The Foose could be loose, and he's going to have putbacks, and he can be a guy that, that's going to be strong in the low post. Hopefully he gets some mismatches that you like that are that are, that are are positive, right? We'll see if we go the small ball lineup with this basketball team. Um, but, like, he's not just like a creator scorer. He's not that guy. Yet, from what I've seen, now, right, right. Um, Gideon is a guy Gideon, that that a lot of times last year. I'm he, disappointed in Gideon. He went into the the key a lot, where he'd make a good move to get there. He just couldn't finish. He has, dude. I'm telling you, like he does not know how to jump off one foot. He, like, if you're gonna penetrate and drive, and you can't, you can't elevate during that penetration in the key, and. and Kind of gather yourself. Like it does take some some musculature, right? And he always jump stops when he gets into the key. And he completely loses all momentum. And then he kind of twists, turns, and he did, really right. doesn't have a move off of it. And so, man, like I remember actually, let me give you an example of this. Anson Winder, his senior year, before he hurt his ankle, made the leap, made the jump. Anson was finishing at the rim and he was, he was, he was gathering. I might call up Anson and get him on the show. Like, I don't know what he did, if it was strength and conditioning offseason, but, like, Gideon is pretty svelte, pretty lean, and you know he has bounce, but it doesn't always transition through momentum. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we, like, was, you were just commenting on it. Like, that's what I see. And, like, yeah. you got to learn once you get someone on your shoulder, on the back of your shoulder, to be able to, you know, dip gather, launch that, put that heel into the ground and elevate and finish. And he hasn't done that. We've, we've talked to Mark Pope about that specifically, and he told us that Gideon has worked on that this summer. That's something yeah. that he's added or tried to add to his game. But I think all three of those guys are capable of getting 15 on a night, getting 20 to 25. 
I think you're right. I think Rudy might be the only guy right now that you could trust to create and do that. Yeah. But then you've got th- two other starting positions, right? And where do you go? Do you bring in Trey Stewart to be a, a defensive guard? Now you're real short on that guard line. Yeah. Right? So then maybe you want to go with Jackson Robinson, who's yeah. a lot taller on the perimeter and, and a guy who wasn't shy about shooting in the blue and white game, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, you got Noah Waterman, who's a 6'11", 4". Um, you got a Tiki, who is just an absolute freak when it comes to jumping and getting rebounds, playing defense. There's a lot of ways that Mark Pope can go. I'm interested to see tonight who his initial starting five is. And and you talked about the eight. I think he'll probably go a little deeper than he'll go deeper in but the it, exhibition it, it, game. But we're gonna know who the rotational eight. It'll be are, easy to I see. Think. Yeah, I think we'll know. Yeah, I, I think we're and one of my. Uh, let, let's talk about dark horses, impact players that we think you know could step into a role, a bigger role than maybe we expect them to coming up next. My guy Paul just texted me, says Anson worked with Paul Peterson prior to his senior season. Paul Peterson, the head coach of Wasatch Academy, where Anson coaches currently. They, I mean, you'd need to really focus on individual skill development, and you have to fragment and partition out, you know, each individual skill or movement and rep the freaking crud out of it if you want to become proficient at it. That's what you have to do, and I don't know if Gideon does that. Being a gym rat is awesome. It's awesome. You can be in the gym all day and be shooting and some of that, but if you don't go into the gym with a purpose, you're not going to get the best return on investment in that in those hours allocated, period. you got to work on specific movements and skills, and I don't know if Gideon does that. I don't see it. And I, I'm excited. Maybe it'll happen all of a sudden. Like I didn't see in the blue white scrimmage is what I'm getting at. Like I saw him dribbling into the lane, great penetration, and then jump stop, and just and then pivot off of one foot. I'm like, not good enough, especially versus a BYU defender. No offense. You got to be able to elevate. You're you're supposed to be an an athlete that BYU doesn't typically get. That's what it. That's what he was labeled as. Yeah. Length, athleticism. So show me, okay? Show me, and I haven't seen it yet. He's been here now. This is what? What? This is third year. Better come, or else I'm going to be disappointed again. You don't want to disappoint me. You know, it's, it's, it's dire straits for you then. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he's worried and concerned about how disappointed I am. All right, we're going to go to break. Uh, some of the breakout players. I want to talk about it next here on your Cougar Sports Insider Radio Network, ESPN 960. We're listening to Cougar Sports with Ben Crittle, and it's time for a Cougar Insider Report. Now let's get that proprietary inside scoop on Cougar Sports from Crittle. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Crittle, broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com studio. Stop living with ED. Live without it today at Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com. Many of you guys are suffering from ED. Why not get the vigor and vim, the spontaneity, the intimacy back into your life? Get the blood flow back into your life with Pulse Wave technology. It's a simple modality that increases blood flow uh, and uh, creates neovascularization, new blood vessels, so that you can get the sensitivity back in the blood flow. Get that lean back into your life, right? Uh, uh, the morning lumber, if you haven't experienced in a while, you can get it back at Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com. Also offering free testosterone. If you need some tea or you're buying tea, why not get the free tea at Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com. All right, I want to talk hoop. Uh, I know, you know, just uh, some BOE fans are wanting to transition over to 
um, over to you know hoop because football is down in the dumps and they feel like they're going to lose to a Boise State team that's playing their best football. It's like your Liberty playing their best football. Uh, you got um, ECU playing the best football. Boise State playing the best football. There's a reason why Sagarin has BYU strength of schedule right now through nine games is the 35th most difficult strength of schedule. By the way, I delved into it just real quick as a Cougar Insider report. There are only two seasons in the last 20 two years that have had a more difficult strength of schedule. And that was 2003 and 2004. And mind you, this this strength of schedule is going to be probably, I think it will end up being a top 30. It's going to be hovering around there, top 35. I doubt it drops to top 40, but maybe with that Utah Tech game it will. But Stanford is good. Stanford's a good football program. And uh, – they're, they're good enough to beat you. They've been close and competitive. Anyway, let's talk about breakout players for this year's basketball team. BYU fans want to transition. I'll transition with them. And these are my my markers here, or these are my my uh, asterisks. Like, you can't pick Rudy Williams because he is expected to be the Alex Barcelo. Like, you got Rudy from Coastal Carolina because you needed someone to replace. He can't be a breakout guy because he's already done it at Coastal Carolina. He was fantastic last year. Uh, Treore last year was his breakout. Johnson, I think he's been a solid rotational guy for a while now, so I don't think he can necessarily be considered a breakout. Gideon George, he's in year freaking three, so if you haven't figured it out by now, like he's not, he can't be a breakout player. Anyway, so that leaves you with Noah Waterman, Trey Stewart, Jackson Robinson, who they, I mean, Noah, he hasn't done much. He's been effective, he's been efficient, but he hasn't done much, and he's big, he's long. Jackson Robinson, highly recruited. Sharpshooter, right? Uh, Trey Stewart, very athletic BYU guy. Was a part of the uh, Mark Pope recruiting class at UVU before he transitioned over to BYU. Um, I think you could pick a Tiki Ali Atiki here. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he, he hasn't broke out yet. Uh, we've seen some promise, but not a breakout guy yet. Braden Moore, uh, maybe he could get into the rotation if you need a shooter. I don't know yet. Uh, Tanner Toulson looked good in the blue-white scrimmage. Richie Saunders, a, 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 a contestant here. Trevin Nell's injured. Uh, Tanner Hayhurst, Dallin Hall. And those are essentially your options, I think. Unless, you know, unless Nate Webb is a better player than I think he is. Uh, but uh, you, So you can throw him into that mix, too. But who's your breakout player for the season and why amongst that, that list? Well, we, we heard Dusty Lister talk about Dallin Hall, but I'm, I'm going to go a different route because – and we know that last year, if Gavin Baxter and and Richard Hardwood hadn't gotten hurt, we wouldn't have seen a Tiki Ali Tiki very much in the games. There just wouldn't have been enough to, uh, time for him to rotate in and get playing time. He really surprised me last year with his ability to integrate himself into the offense and not be a uh, a negative, but he'd hit that little jump shot. Yeah, a really great rebounder, a defensive presence, and the reason why I, I would call him a breakout player is because. He will come off the bench, and at least once a game, he's going to make a play where your jaw's going to drop to the floor. He's going to pin the ball against the top of the backboard. He's going to take a ball yeah. from his foot and dunk it in one motion. He's going to do some of those things and, and just really spark the crowd, spark mm-hmm. his team. Um, I, I feel like he can impact the, 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 the basketball game in so many different ways than his teammates can, and, and that's on the defensive end with blocking shots, with getting rebounds, with dunks. So I like Atiki to have a breakout year where he is 
even more effective than he was last year. Not that last year was terrific yeah. that he got some playing time and made himself efficient and, and not a not a burden to the offense yeah. because we didn't know what he would be able He's very raw still. But he is the kind of athlete that can make spectacular plays I think will be a big addition to the team this year. Yeah. Yeah, the freakish athleticism and length – you need him. If you, I mean, there, there's a lot of guy, a lot of guys. Yeah, you may need to step up this year. Now he had seven fouls in the blue and white game. He, but he did hit a three pointer. He is very <laughs> physical, man. Yes, he, 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 his, his spatial awareness and body control. His, his proprioception may be not what it needs to be just yet defensively. But coming off the bench is okay to do that. You get in there, you mix it up, you get a couple of fouls. It's okay. Throw an elbow. Yeah, you know. Don't let anybody push you around. He, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do I that. I do love that about yeah. him. He's a fierce competitor. Tiki Ali Tiki is Very a fierce. Much. You could tell right off the that dude's a dog. He's a dog. Like, he wants to fight. Love that. You know what I mean? X-ray that man's chest. He's got a, he's got a dog, a canine, beaten as a heart. Man, it's a pit bull. An overgrown pit bull. You got bull. Aiden Dennis, dog. Dog. Dodie Devon, dog. Dog. Uh, Sir Hale. Dog. He scored five touchdowns against Southside. R.J. Hogue, dog. Dude, I'll tell you, Rudy's a dog, too. They got a few dogs. A few dogs. Um, right now, some BYU fans chime in and out of here. Um, get hit, get some of the, the Cougar Nation's thoughts. Uh, this is what uh, Rocco Miller says, Saunders, if he gets enough run. Uh, and I like this take a lot. I, I think this kid can shoot it. And he's he's a good player. His and teammates, he looks like he's in great shape. His right teammates now. love him because he plays so hard. Every one of them that, the, the, his teammates they talk to yeah. said that Richie leaves it all on the floor every time he takes the floor. They can love that. They love that about him. Yeah, yeah. He looks to be in great shape right now. Sized him up recently. He's got a good lower half. He's he's ripped. Like he's put in work since the mission. So is Dallin. Shout out. And so is Tanner Toulson. Like I don't know which RM. Like I would lean towards right now to be the breakout guy. Like, well, Tanner was out early when he came back off his mission because he was hurt. Yeah, and it took him a while to, to work up to the same level that Richie and Dallin were working at. But he he did look really good in the blue and white. I'll be honest, like like Tanner may have impressed me the most because of like Dallin was impressive, and even Richie was impressive at times. But like I came away from that game leaning towards Tanner Toulson being a a possible the breakout return missionary. But I do like the tape. I'm not sold on Richie's handles yet just yet, especially in transition. You know, six foot six, small forward guard. You gotta be able to handle. You gotta be able to create this this day and age. I think that was like uh uh one of the things that, you know, if you're gonna be critical of of BYU in years past is if you don't have the, your wings with the ability to to maybe not necessarily run point, but like run in transition and control and not not turn the ball over, right? Then, then you know, you, you can struggle in transition. Um, like breaking presses and things of that nature, right? Like, you know, Rudy can't just break the press every single time, and you, you, you often you, you can't always rely on passing out of presses. So um, I'm intrigued by, by Richie. I really am. Uh, given the fact that Trevinell is injured too, uh, I can see him rolling into that catch-and-shoot transition three guy. So I like that. Um, you know, honestly, from an expectation standpoint and talent standpoint, 
Noah Waterman needs to have a breakout year. This is your time, man. He he's six eleven, but remember, like he was not always six eleven, and so he has handles. He's got some dribbling ability. He's long. He needs to be involved in 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 crashing the glass, especially with how small this team is. And then he's got to be a bucket getter too. If you're talking about three guys that can go for fifteen plus on any given night, Noah has to be that guy. He's six eleven, and his mechanics are such that like very few players are going to be able, especially if you have him playing the four. I don't know if there's anyone that's going to be able to really disrupt his traditional mechanics unless they're in his face. Any semi-contested shots from the perimeter should still be in in pretty good rhythm at 6'11", 210. And his ability to take it off the bounce, too. Like, you, you do a little, if he's hitting, little nod, put it on the glass, step up, little mid-range. Uh, Noah, to me, if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a guy and I'm basing all of my expectations on this team being better shooting team, like Noah Waterman has to be efficient and effective because we know that Jackson Robinson, as soon as he gets it across half court, he's hucking it up. Like he is Jonathan Tavenari reincarnated as a transfer. Like just I get the basketball, I'm shooting that thing. How many three-point shots did he take? 18? (laughs) He took like 18 shots. Like I'm all for it. Like I'm cool with it, but – I would have liked to have seen Noah Waterman get a few of those looks because, you know, both of them are long, both of them are athletic, both of them have great ability, but I think Noah is the 10-year junior that has seen more minutes, more playing time. And with that, I think comes uh, kind of a nod or a tip of the cap to uh, the, the tenured season player, and he, may, he maybe needs to get some looks. That's my breakout player. Uh, Bryce, did you want to chime in on this before we move to break? Doesn't even want none. Doesn't want none. Uh, I just got a text from a BYU insider says, um, don't sleep on Saunders. Dude is a beast. I, I ain't sleeping on him, man. I ain't sleeping on him. All I said, the only question I have right now is his handles. You know, you got to be able to handle. That's one of the things that set Trevin Nell back. You know, he, he's going to be a catch-and-shoot guy. And, you know, and, and that's great. But sometimes you don't get the look you want. And so what do you got to do? You got to dribble out of it or pass out of it. And and those were a couple things that he struggled with. I I hope that Jackson Robinson has a breakout. I don't know yet. I haven't been sold quite on his his fit into BYU yet. The reason why I say that. I'm not huge on his mechanics. I don't like the sweeping across his face thing. But that's, I'm being nitpicky here. Right. But at this point, for me, it's because last year BYU brought in Seneca Knight. 6'6", a scorer. And he just didn't fit. He just mm-hmm. didn't fit. Never found a right fit, and he left. Mm-hmm. I don't want that for Jackson Robinson. He's got three years to play. I want him to fit in what BYU is doing. And I think a lot of what they've done in preseason about increasing tempo and being more active on the perimeter defensively mm-hmm. fits his style better. You know, there's a there's a drill that BYU does in practice. We saw when we saw the practice. They put 15 seconds on the shot clock, mm-hmm. and the offense has to find a good shot in 15 seconds. Sure. So they're really working on tempo and trying to get that pace up to where there's lots of shots available for a guy like Jackson Robinson who can get free, who can yeah. has shake in him. And I hope that that fits in better this year than Seneca Knight did with the Cougars last year. All right, so you're picking a tiki. I'm picking a tiki. All right, Darnell Dixon, I'm putting this on record. A tiki, <laughs> Ali, a tiki. Um, I'm going with Noah Waterman. I'm going to say Noah Waterman. I, I expect a six foot eleven transfer that has – 
the ability to put it on on the floor. Um, and that I mean, he's he's a seasoned guy. He's gotten plenty of uh, of minutes. I expect him to come in and, and and be an impact player. That's why you went out and got him in the transfer portal. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go there. Uh, and then Bryce has no opinion. So Gavin, did you have an opinion on this? Bryce, uh, Gavin and Bryce don't watch give, basketball. No, they don't give care me about Jackson basketball. Robinson. I'll take Jackson Robinson. Okay, all right, Bryce. And it's, all right. here's the reason why. Because all right, give it to me. What was he? A four star recruit coming out of high school? Oh yeah, yeah. Go off, with the, go off the star ratings. And that just means he's got the potential in him. They haven't been able to find the potential in his previous stops at Texas A&M and Arkansas. But uh, I think Mark Pope's going to be able to bring that potential out in him. Um, and, and if they highlight him and his skill set, like Darnell was talking about, I think he could be a breakout guy. I like it. All right. Yeah, hot takes. I was surprised you didn't go with a, a take. I had to press you on that, Bryce. Anyways, we're going to go to break. Coming up next, uh, I believe we're going to read between the lines. Some, some I want to get some football talk because we've talked enough basketball. It's still football Thanks, season. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for talking basketball. I, I do it. I, you I, do it. <laughs> I do it, you know, when BYU's losing. I mean, when football's losing and then they're losing recruits because of it, I'm like, all right, we got to pit, we got to pivot. We got to. Speaking of, we got to go tr- get that pivot foot going. We got, yeah, we got to jump stop and start pivoting in the in the, in the key like Gideon. All right. <laughs> gotta, I'd rather him finish though. Let's hope we see some finishes at the glass. Uh, at the rim, excuse me, with Gideon. All right, Kalani Sitake, Elisa Tuiaki sound coming up next. Let's read between the lines, get an update on on the defense, how they're progressing, and some injury reports. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 